Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, live here at the, well, the beautiful, I'm going to say beautiful, ever-improving mothership here at 1360 KHNC, getting ready for our big event that's coming up uh, here on Friday from 6 to 9 p.m. at 10 South Parish. I hope to see all of you there. We've got all – this thing just – it keeps getting better and better. Uh, everybody's just going to have a great time. we got a lot of great things uh, happening at the event. And I, I will say this uh, – Bring your kids. We got a lot of stuff for them to do. Uh, we got a chocolate fountain for uh, all the kitties to to be able to get them nice and wound up for you right before you got to take them home and, and put them to bed. But I hope as many of you as possible can make it out this Friday from 6 to 9 p.m. Uh, having said that, if you're looking to buy gold and silver, be ready to wait. That's all I'm going to tell you right now. Silver, uh, it, it, the situation has been deteriorating. It got a little worse. Uh, right now, uh, wait times now are going to uh, be a couple of weeks. We have very little little of our supply left. Uh, and, and so just uh, be patient. Uh, get your orders in. And, and we'll get them out there as quickly as possible. Again, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. Uh, the dead cat bounced yesterday. Uh, the Dow was up 1,100 points. Uh, gravity took over today. The Dow was down 1,100 points. And we've got... A lot of ground to cover. Uh, the, there's been an emergency meeting at the White House uh, with the with health officials. Uh, there's also uh, a bill making its way through the House. Right, the Democrats uh, doing their own version of a relief bill uh, that has no chance of going anywhere. But they also said Trump's plan's got no chance. Uh, Treasury Secretary Mnuchin wants to release something as early as tomorrow, he's going to focus in on bailouts. Yep, we're talking bailouts. Uh, and, and again, uh, oil industry is going to need a bailout. Uh, the cruise ship industry is going to need a bailout. The airline industry is going to need a bailout. Uh, I've got an update on Boeing. Uh, this has nothing, well, I shouldn't say nothing, uh, but Boeing is running out of money uh, a huge wave of cancellations uh, on top of the problems that they already have. I'll bring you up to speed about that as well. And uh, Dr. Fauci, right? Here's a, a name that we no, never wanted to know. Uh, he was out again. You know, I'll, I'll say this. For, for the crisis that they're telling us about, this guy is all, spending... An awful lot of time uh, having press conferences. Maybe he needs to spend a little more time in the lab. I, I don't know. But he was out this morning, and and this is what I told you. And it, I don't care what you believe. I don't. It doesn't matter. If you think this is overblown, doesn't matter. 
Uh, if you think this is going to be, let me tell you what's not going to happen. There's no V-shape happening. There's no big, big bounce back that that they're hopeful for and wishing for. I mean, just look at China. It still hasn't happened. It's not gonna. This has uh, had uh, a cataclysmic effect. Uh, tomorrow we get jobless claims. We want a low number. We want a low number. Uh, based on everything I'm seeing, I don't think we're going to get a low number, uh, and I think that's going to set us up here for uh, you know it, it, the snowball effect uh, that we're seeing. So let me let me bring you up to date. Uh, first, I'm going to start with Dr. Fauci. Uh, he was out again today, and this time he was, I believe, he was testifying on Capitol Hill today. Now they cut the testimony short. Uh, as the president wanted to have an emergency meeting. But before they did, they asked the good doctor about the recommendations that some cities are starting to make about uh, canceling large events. And here's how he responded. At the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease. That's that's where Fauci's out of, in case we didn't know that. He said his organization would recommend that there not be large large crowds. If that means not having any people in the audience when the NBA plays, so be it. And, of course... We know March Madness uh, is right around the corner. Uh, An update to that, the MAC League, uh, the Mid-Atlantic Conference, they are going to continue with their tournament, but no fans are allowed. Seattle this morning, the Seattle mayor has banned all events of over 200 people uh, including the XFL football, uh, the Seattle Supersonics basketball team. Uh, they've got a pro soccer team. San Jose banned anything over a thousand people. So the San Jose Sharks, their hockey team, going to play in front of empty, empty stadiums. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll tell you what it all means when we get back. Let me correct that. I, I said the Seattle Supersonics. Just, Seattle doesn't have a basketball team anymore. The Sonics, look, Seattle Mariners, the baseball team, the Mariners, uh, as the apparently uh, the start of the season in Seattle uh, will not be allowed to have any fans there. Uh, by the way, Seattle is now saying that 10 more nursing homes have now gotten the virus. Uh, Boston has a major outbreak now with a biotech conference uh, that is spreading throughout the city. Uh, And again, all of these things, it doesn't matter. Is it an overreaction? Is it the right reaction? Uh, Who knows? I'm going to start throughout the program. I'm going to read to you the list of companies that have issued warnings about earnings and and obviously coronavirus being the main player ab inbev abercrombie and fitch advanced 
Auto Parts, Agilent, Air Canada, Air France, Alibaba, Alphabet, AMD, American Airlines, American Axle, Analog Device, Apple, Applied Materials, AstraZeneca, Avery Dennison. Those are just the A's. Those are just the A's. Later on, I'll, I'll start reading you the B's. And, and why, I, why am I doing that? To let you know it doesn't matter. This is a, a major, major impact uh, that is spreading wildly, whether it's warranted or not. You know, right, I, I, I got a hard time. You know, Jason and I, we've been debating this all morning, all morning. You know, and and I'm of the camp that if we just went business as usual, hey, this is another flu-like virus. And everybody gets the flu, right? You know, the big, uh, I'll say the naysayers, well, the flu kills 36,000 people on average a year here in the U.S. And we, we, I don't think we've gotten to 36 deaths yet. I know we're in the 30s. Uh, last night we had 31 dead on this Corona thing, but I said to Jason and I, we're arguing back and forth. I mean, why would you close entire countries? Why would China have done what it did? Uh, if, if this wasn't going to be worse, Fauci today, while he was testifying, he said, listen, it's simple. This thing will kill 10 times the amount as the regular flu. So Jason and I were saying, so I'm like, well, you know, let's use 36,000 as the average. That means this thing would kill 360,000 people, right? If we did nothing, right? Hey, don't ban anything, right? Seattle, chill out. Let the Mariners play. Let the uh, XFL games play, right? Don't ban anything, right? The Biden and and Sanders can, uh, canceled the uh, rallies yesterday and all that stuff right new york has called out the net they called out the national guard and i get it wait a minute you're going to take away my freedom because we got 30 something dead people the the other side of that coin is hey if we don't do this we're going to have 360, and, and, and truth be told, that's if the death rate's 1%, right? What if it's 2%, right? Then it's 720,000 dead people. And, and, and the issue is, too, and this is another thing, you know, hospital beds. There's only, on any given day in the United States, there's only about 100,000 empty hospital beds. So if, if Fauci's right, and I don't know if he is or not, but, uh, you know, I'm just looking at the reaction all over the world. So a lot of these doctors think that they know what's going to happen, and, and based upon that, we're having this reaction. Right? It, it would be bad. Right, remember, think about China at the height of the outbreak, right? They built a hospital in six days, and, and they, 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 they had nowhere to put these people. And I think that's what uh, some people are worrying about here. But I just want to put it into context. We don't know. 
right? If you do nothing, if this is an overreaction and we shouldn't do it, this is what the potential is. And and so I don't know what the right thing to do is. I, I, I don't. And it really doesn't matter. What matters for for this show, what matters for your bank accounts, what matters for your wealth, is what the reaction is by these cities, by these states, by these companies, by these corporations. That's what matters. And we're seeing it over and over and over again. Boeing, which had started hiring, because Boeing was very confident that they were going to start making these 737 Maxes again in the summer. Boeing has stopped hiring. Matter of fact, Boeing now, Boeing had a credit line. It was $13.825 billion. Boeing is drawing down the entire line. Boeing, in an unpresented move, according to Bloomberg, says that the full drawdown is going to take place as Boeing continues to grapple with worldwide travel disruptions and and that the rest of their loans as a precaution due to market turmoil. In other words, what Boeing is saying is, hey, we don't think we can get any more money. So we're going to draw it down now. Because we're worried that they may have taken it away and we don't know that we can get more. Boeing is worried that banks will pull their commitments for funding. Which in turn means that Boeing is either now worried that a 2008 style financial crisis is intimate. Or that the company's own prospects are about to implode. Because that's really the only reason why you do something like this. Uh, and, and it's a major hit to Boeing. I know that cancellations for Boeing planes has started. Yeah, here it is. Been picking up steam. And, of course, listen, Boeing is a major, major part of this uh, economy. Don't be fooled at all. Uh, but they said on Wednesday that it logged more commercial aircraft cancellations than they received and new orders in the month of February as it's now a devastatingly bleak start to the year for Boeing. Air Canada has canceled 11 MAX aircraft while other other customers have converted orders for larger planes and, and other customers have flat out said, you know what, we don't want the planes at all. Uh, putting Boeing uh, in a precarious position. So Boeing has drawn down or is going to draw down its entire line of credit, uh, which stands at roughly uh, just under $13 billion. And listen, credit markets are getting bad. Today was another record. uh, Banks needing cash. The repo markets... Remember, it's just a couple of days ago, they went to $150 billion a day. We've seen in the last five days, $110 billion requested, 
115 billion, 120 billion. Uh, yesterday was a record 120, almost 124 billion. Today we took that record out. Now a hundred and thirty-two billion dollars requested. I mean, we're re- we're getting ready. They just increased the funding by fifty percent, and at this rate of increase, by Friday, the hundred and fifty billion dollars won't be enough. So I'm sitting there and I'm looking at what Boeing did today. Yeah, Boeing's got problems. Yeah, they got they, but they got things they could do, right? They could stop their buybacks. They could stop their dividends. There's ways for them to get cash. Drawing down that whole line, I think Boeing is sensing uh, that the banking uh, industry is under more stress uh, than most people would like to believe. And if you look at these repo auctions, that's exactly. Uh, what it is that we're seeing now. We're seeing the repo markets day in and day out uh, just grow by leaps and bounds. I mean, you're talking about, you know, if you think about where we were 10 days ago, this is more than a 100% increase in average daily demand coming out of the banks and listen let me ask you this how sick really you really think having the money in your bank account is a good idea right now right you got a a 10-year note that that's what i I, last i checked it was somewhere between six and seven tenths of a percent you've got the central bank already had an emergency rate cut we got we got more rate cuts coming next week listen if the central bank only cuts by 50 basis points I think the Dow could hit new all-time lows next week. How about that? Well, not all-time. I said all-time. That's a, that's ridiculous. I mean, new lows from those December lows. I apologize. That's that's an exaggeration. We may be heading to new all-time lows, but we're not going to be there next week. I'm getting carried away. But think about this. You get paid nothing. And some of you out there, oh, no, double, I'm getting a quarter of a percent, or I'm getting one percent. Uh, not after Wednesday, you're not. Nuh-uh. Nothing. Matter of fact, you know the bank charges. You probably are, are getting charged to have your money in the bank. Today, today, they gave out the consumer price index okay that's the their bullcrap way of saying how bad is inflation for the consumer do you know what number it was most of you probably don't most of you probably think oh it's one point this or one it was 2.4 percent so let me ask you you want your money in the bank right now the banks lining up at the Fed window every single day, needing hundreds of billions of dollars. That pays you absolutely nothing. That really, let's face it, what it is, it costs you money. And then you find out consumer price index, according to the government's 2.4%. So let's just say, let me be kind. You, you don't pay whatever you paid in fees 
Let's just say you got, uh, I don't know, a, a quarter of a point of interest. Let's just say it didn't cost you anything to have that ba- that money in the bank, which I know is not true, but let's just, for argument's sake, it didn't cost you anything. Today, the government and the central bank lets you know that your money is losing 2.4% by the way they calculate inflation you know and it was so funny uh for so many years and decades they told you don't own gold it doesn't pay interest now what are they telling you don't hold money because all this that does is cost you why do you think it is do you know the type of money coming into the gold markets already this year and we had a big year of gold last year already this year half of last year's gold demand has already happened in etf inflows so far this year patriot radio news hour we'll be back after the break this is the phyllis schlafly report A daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. If you want to know the difference between the two major political parties in America, look no further than the issue of firearm ownership. This issue separates Republicans and Democrats more clearly than almost any other issue. Two recent votes in the Virginia Senate for gun control were along party lines, with all Democrats voting in favor of sweeping new restrictions on gun ownership, while all Republicans voted against him. Virginia Governor Ralph Blackface Northam supported the ridiculously strict gun control legislation. It included senselessly rationing handgun purchases to only one per month. Rationing the number of gun purchases by law-abiding citizens would seem to be a violation of the Second Amendment just as limiting the amount that someone can say or hear would violate the First Amendment. I've got a better idea. How about we limit the number of bills that a legislature can pass? The Democrat-controlled Virginia Senate ignored the Constitution by approving this one handgun per month limit on gun purchases on that entirely party-line vote. The Democrats also pushed through additional gun control that requires new background checks for private exchanges of firearms. The gun control legislation encourages and authorizes outright bans on firearms at public events. As we've seen, guns can be most helpful at public events to protect against a mass shooting. That's what happened not long ago in Texas when an alert worshiper stopped a massacre by shooting the killer during a church service. Gun control tyranny is what drew over 22,000 people to demonstrate in favor of gun rights at Virginia's state capitol. Governor Northam's restrictions on the peaceful protesters was a sign of what is to come if there's no pushback on these gun control legislators. Governor Northam panicked against the peaceful grassroots gathering by banning the carrying of weapons on the grounds of the state capitol. Liberals in the media had predicted violence, but it never happened. After President Trump's inauguration, the liberal marches resulted in vandalism of stores, but nothing similar was caused by Second Amendment supporters. Here we see where the two parties differ on one of the most important issues of our day. That's why you should always choose wisely when you enter the voting booth. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. The hypocrisy and lies of the liberal media are alarming and even incite public unrest. 
But the fake news and the commentators whose slant coverage are finally being exposed. At phyllisschlafly.com, we promise to provide timely alerts and take effective action on your behalf. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. Uh, Gold and silver just hanging out. Uh, Gold is flat, unchanged, right? Just 20 cents away from 1650. Yesterday, uh, gold sold off yesterday, hit a a new high, new seven, eight-year high. Uh, sold off from there, just hanging out today. Silver, same thing. Uh, silver's unchanged uh, at sixteen dollars and eighty-five cents. Like I said, uh, crushing demand coming out of the silver markets. Uh, you're about two weeks out. There are no backdates. Uh, waiting on the mint for deliveries. The the bullion bank this morning said nothing is coming in. Everything is going out. Uh, on the gold side, I do. I've got a great item today. U.S. $10 Indians. U.S. $10 Indians. They're at eight seventy-five. That makes them less than a $10 Liberty. Uh, and, and those of you, you guys know, everybody out there knows, uh, the Indians, when you talk about uh, pre-1933 gold, you got the Liberties, the Saints, and the Indians. Right? Those are the three. Everybody knows the Indians carry the highest premium. They're worth the most, mostly because they made a lot less of them than they did uh, of the Liberties. Like so, the the Indians were the fractional gold that went with the Saints. So 1907 through uh, through 1933, but the Indians from about 1916 until about the late 20s, they really didn't mint any. Uh, because of the plague, and they were worried that the plague was uh, in the crevices of the five and the two and a half dollar Indians. Uh, so they just stopped making all the Indians. So today and today only, U.S. ten dollar Indians, eight hundred and seventy five dollars. Uh, that makes them less than the ten dollar Liberties at eight hundred nine five one. Zero five nine two golds down or uh, Dow is down uh, just under eleven hundred points. Of course, it was up uh, eleven hundred points yesterday, down two thousand points on Monday. If you take the last eight trading days, and maybe more, it could be longer. I just didn't go back that far. The last eight trading days, I think the smallest move was eight hundred points. Volatility is raging all over the marketplace. And you start to think about, and again, let's just look at things financially. That's it. I don't know if this is the worst thing since the plague or if it's just a bad flu. Is it an overreaction, an underreaction? I don't know. But here's what I do know. I watch the repo markets. I watch the debt markets, I watch the bond market, and they are sending very, very clear signals. Make no mistake about it, something is very, very wrong. When Steve Mnuchin comes out this morning and says, listen, in the next 24 hours, we're going to have some plans on the table. And he wasn't talking about for you and me. 
He's talking about for businesses, talking about loans. They're now talking about delaying the April 15th tax time. Now they're saying, they're saying, hey, we want to delay it so these companies can, can save the money until we get past this thing. Right? Because let me tell you right now, layoffs are coming and they're coming big. I don't want them to come, but they're coming. Think about the ramifications of this. Remember, how long have I been talking about the last several weeks about the repo markets and what's going to happen come tax time? I think yesterday I said I wouldn't be shocked if banks needed $300 billion a day to cover for taxes. And so, you know, the funny thing is, is all of a sudden now Steve Mnuchin's talking about essentially, hey, we're going to, we're not going to have April 15th tax day uh, for temporary. We're going to delay it because they don't have any, these companies don't have the money and the banks don't have the money. The companies don't have the money. The banks don't have the money. Now, does Apple have the money? Yes. Does Google have the money? Yes. Does Microsoft have the money? Absolutely. But does uh, Bosch Health, Benkin Dixon, uh, Big Lots, do they have Brookings Holding? Do they have the money, right? Does, does Burberry, does Callaway Golf, uh, does Capri, does Carnival, does Caterpillar, does Cathay Pacific, does Church and Dwight, do, do they have the money? I don't know. Does ConocoPhillips have the money? Does Crocs, does Cummings, does Delta, do any of the Eastman Kodak or Emerson Electric, do they have the money? Does Fossil, does Gap, does GE, does Goodyear, does Herbalife, does Hershey, does Hewlett-Packard, does Hilton, does Honda, does Hormel? I don't know. Here's the funny thing. A lot of these companies on this list, their stocks, their bonds are junk. They're junk-rated bonds. And this list, it's massive. It's just massive. Hundreds of companies now uh, chiming in about what's going to happen. Uh, just a headline breaking. Sorry, the World Health Organization finally has now officially declared coronavirus a global pandemic. They had not done that yet. Uh, it is now official. Uh, coronavirus is now being declared a global pandemic. I told you about Boeing today. Listen. This is just what the realities are. Are we going to see all the sporting events put on hold or uh, played in front of no fans? Yes. Yeah. Look at what the Ivy League did. The Ivy League, their, their basketball teams, it's over. No tournament. They're not going to March Madness. Dude, they've canceled everything. They're not even going to play the games. My son, a lot of you know my younger son, he's a very good football player. He's a very smart kid. The University of Pennsylvania, right, the Wharton School, want him. They've been recruiting him along with most of the other Ivy League schools. Uh, They wanted him to come to campus on 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 a visit. They sent me an email this morning telling me, Hey, we need to cancel that. Do not come. 
and they said in their email that they're closing their campus to visitors through April 27th and that they would update me uh, later in, to let me know. But this is this is real now. This is happening. Whether it's an overreaction or not does not matter. And again, they you know, a lot of people, oh, well, we'll get this V-shaped recovery. Remember what I told you about China? Who's been right? You can't have a V-shaped recovery if all these people start losing their jobs. Call the number, 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. Losses on the Dow picking up steam. Now over 1,200 points down. Uh, We're a little over 2% away from another uh, pause in the markets. If the S&P falls uh, 7%, Oh, well, the S&P's got a little more, about 2.5% away on the S&P before they would uh, institute another 15-minute pause in trading. We're not there yet, uh, but the Dow is now down 1,200 points uh, after the World Health Organization has declared the coronavirus a global pandemic. Uh, We talked about Seattle. We talked about New York. Uh, Dr. Fauci is recommending... Uh, essentially that the NCAA tournament, the NBA, uh, play with no fans in the seats, and you know the ramifications of that. Uh, I don't need to explain it to you. The amount of companies warning on earnings now, it's its pretty much – it's going to be every company. I don't know that – I think everybody's going to be affected by this, except for maybe the grocers, right? That's the only place that I think – uh, people are doing well. And you know what's funny? In the next couple of weeks, we should start seeing the supply disruption from China in the in the stores. Uh, I, have, I mean, it's hard to tell because a lot of this stuff's blown out because of the coronavirus. But things like toothpaste and deodorant and shampoo, uh, we could start seeing those run out. I'm not saying that it's going to, but... Uh, that that's the timeline here where you know it takes six to eight weeks for uh the the that's about how much stuff was already in the pipeline it had already left china was either on the way to the u.s or was already sitting in the ports sitting in the warehouses uh of the of the big uh retail chains out there uh so we could be i mean we could get another whammy uh on that as well and we don't need any more but it is appears likely uh, I just saw crossing the tape another hundred and forty billion of energy loans uh, being downgraded into the junk markets. Uh, again, more stress. I don't know what Mnuchin is going to do. I know there's talk now of canceling the April fifteenth tax day and delaying, not canceling it, moving it later in the year i think that has a lot to do with not just that these companies don't have any money uh that it would cripple the banking system uh the federal reserve would have no choice uh the the repo auctions they would again i i would imagine 300 maybe 400 billion dollar repo type auctions uh and and so this is this is a very very big problem that's growing italy has announced uh, all mortgages, all mortgages are being uh, d- delayed. In other words, uh, nobody has to pay their mortgage. They're going to be suspended. 
all across Italy. I told you yesterday about the weakness of the Italian banks. Uh, if you look at it, Spain today has crossed over 2,000 cases. Angela Merkel came out and said 60%, 70% of Germany is going to be affected. So, so you can see it, this thing cascades. And I'm not saying that it is or it isn't. These doctors say that it is. All of this exposure that the banks have to each other, it's kind of that, that, that crisis that we worried about in 2008 that they told us they fixed, right? They didn't fix it, right? It was too big to fail, right? The fix was right in the headline, too big. How do you fix too big? I don't listen. I know I only went to public school. I'm not as smart as my son. Right, I was never going to be an Ivy League candidate, but I know what the solution to too big is. Make it smaller. They didn't make them smaller. These banks are even bigger now than they were then. And they said, oh, no, well, we're better capitalized and all that mumbo joke. They said the same thing in 08. Just a subprime problem. Right, so what are we going to talk about? Oh, it's just a, a junk problem in the corporate debt markets. Right, same thing. All of a sudden, though, guess what? Look at what we saw today. All of a sudden, that, that junk market just got a lot bigger today, didn't it? Another $140 billion. And, and I think we're going to see a lot of these quote-unquote investment-grade companies. They weren't investment-grade. They weren't, they weren't investment-grade. And now that the slowdown's here, right, they're all going into the junk, and it's going to be this huge, massive problem. And, and already the banks don't have any money, and the lower interest rates makes it even worse for them. And you think it's a good idea to have your money? Go ahead. Leave it in there. See what happens. It's not my money. I mean, it, it's amazing. And when you look at what's happening on Wall Street, Warren Buffett, even Warren Buffett today, right? no, no one's a bigger homer than this guy. He said it's taken 89 years for me to witness something like this. Right? In other words, even Warren Buffett's like, man, this is not good. Right? And I'm sitting there and I've been telling you always, the bottom isn't here. The bottom's not here. Uh, Goldman Sachs, they're so far behind. They lowered their earnings estimates for the S&P again. They're not even in the ballpark. They're not even in the ballpark. And this is a situation where it doesn't matter what the catalyst was, but the second that we had a, a significant type of a slowdown, right, and we knew we were due. I mean, look, we've gone like 11 years. And think about all the money we've printed. Think about the debts. Look, at I told you already this year, we are going to break a record for debt this year. And it's not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough. So what happened, the central banks allowed for these companies, they gorged themselves on debt. They gorged themselves. The corporate debt market was the same size as the housing market. And then we got a bigger problem in corporate debt than we ever had in housing. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up.
800-951-0592. U.S. $10 Indians. This is the gold uh, Indian 875. That makes them less than a $10 Liberty this morning at $875. Call, get your silver. Listen, silver, I'm telling you, silver's two weeks out. You better order it now before it's four weeks out. This is break, breaking news, so I want to share this with everybody. Take it for what it's worth. All of you by now, or most of you by now, are, are got to be familiar with the John Hopkins uh, University tracker. Right, that's where uh, Zero Hedge, Alex Jones, all these people, right, all, everybody follows the John Hopkins tracker for Corona. On Monday... The tracker was just over 500 cases. Last night, the tracker was at 1,025. So it doubled overnight. According to uh, computer scientist Mark Hanley, he's been running these simulations on the coronavirus using the Johns Hopkins tracker. Here's what he said. Everyone else will be Italy in 9 to 14 days. Everyone else will be Italy in 9 to 14 days. The United States, Spain, Germany, France, right? Japan, by the way, Japan says they're going to declare a state of emergency uh, so, so essentially, you know, Italy now is, I think, past 10,000 cases. Uh, and, of course, now the whole country's on shutdown. According to this computer uh, science guy, Mark Hanley, uh, the tracker shows that everyone uh, will be Italy in 9 to 14 days. He's professor of network systems uh, at U- UCLL, UCL in London. Uh, he's tweeted the graft out. Uh, the name is spelled, it's Mark, H-A-N-D-L-E-Y, Handley. If you want to Google that, uh, everyone else will be Italy in 9 to 14 days. Uh, and if that's the case, right, the ramifications uh, are going to be significant because uh, that will essentially mean, hey, listen, all events are shut down. Uh, the basketball, the baseball, right, the football, the soccer, uh, not to mention uh, all the working uh, New York is asking employers to break up, large employers to break up into shifts. More people, you know, trying to get people to work from home. And we know, we talked about the devastation that's going to have on restaurants. And, of course, all the hotels are being hammered as well. Uh, so we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, but but you know you got to get ready. It's whether the the virus is this horrible killer or not. What they've done and what's happening to the economy that is real. Tomorrow is jobless claims. It's going to be a big day tomorrow. Uh, the, the, by the way, the Dow's down over twelve hundred points. We get a big jobs claims number tomorrow, and look for more pain. Uh, and look, hopefully, maybe a more sense of urgency from the Democrats to help get some kind of stimulus out there. Patriot Radio News Hour. I know. I wish I had better news. 
We'll be back tomorrow.